entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Well, big happy birthday out there to Robert Palmer. He's been dead for 21 years, but he would have been 75 years old today. Simply irresistible, as Lou Rufino informed me of earlier. 749 on your Friday. Been a great show already. Both Arthur Idala and Curtis Slee were terrific. This is a time we put aside every Friday for my man, Andrew Giuliani. Andrew Giuliani, good morning, my friend. How are you? Sid, good morning. It's uh, good to be with you. And I got to tell you, you know, last night at the uh, Moms for Liberty event, which uh, was really extremely well attended here on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, there were massive protests outside on the Upper East Side. And it's just awesome to see a group that's going to go out there and fight for our kids and fight for school choice. And it's sad to see so many New York politicians, instead of coming inside and actually having a conversation with these women that are pushing for their kids, that are pushing for school choice in a school system like New York City, which is completely failing. I mean, you're talking about reading and mathematics rates in the teens, in the proficiency rates in the teens. For city council members and the borough president to be outside yelling instead of inside having a conversation shows you just how disingenuous so many of these politicians wow. are. Wow, can you uh, name and shame who these people were, these politicians? Sure, the one in particular is Brad Lander. Brad Lander was out there yelling from the you know top of his lungs, saying that Moms for Liberty is uh, you know anti-LGBTQ, anti-trans, oh, that. that they're uh, that they're enough. fascist. Now here's the thing: when they call them fascists, I think this is one of the funniest things in the world. Moms for Liberty and groups that are pushing school choice, you know, they're actually pushing to have less government control over their kids' education and their kids' lives. I wouldn't call that fascist. I would call that the opposite of fascist. Right. They're looking for more choice, more parental choice. But, of course, they yell at you like you're a fascist yeah. and this and that. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy that a group like this is willing to come into the belly of the beast in Manhattan and still, uh, and still tell their stuff. Is your wife, Z, part of that group? She, she is. She, okay. is, uh, she was there last night, I should Good. say. She is not a... Uh, we don't have a Manhattan chapter. You might have given us a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys should start. I mean, this guy, Brad Lander, he's the controller. He's such an, an asshole. He's such a yeah. loser. He's uh, one of the names that you hear being mentioned about the possibility of running against Eric Adams for mayor, but he's a loser. Now, now, if I uh, saw this correctly, because I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter anymore or X because I hate it. These are the lowest forms, the dregs of humanity. But I think I did see that they were heckling you specifically, Andrew Giuliani. Yeah, I had a few Bronx jeers, but I gave it back to him there. I told him right at the top there, God bless Moms for Liberty. God bless America. Thank you guys for being here and tell us what you need to say. But we're going to go over here and actually care about our school kids. Unlike you, who's just out there yelling 
at a building. That's what they were doing. They were yelling <laughs> at a building last night instead of actually having a legitimate conversation. You know, today, you know I had uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, on, Andrew, a couple of days ago. And he was very nice. He was on for about 30 minutes. And at one point I was complaining about these pro-Hamas, these pro-Palestinian protests, you know. And he actually referred to New York. You can't make this up. He referred to New York as a city of protests. Because almost every day somewhere, there is some group protesting that, to be honest, these groups that protest usually are disgusting, grotesque people out there for all the wrong causes, including Brad Lander and these pro-Palestinians. You know this because you're tied with Vicky Palladino. A couple days ago, I think in Queens, Vicky Palladino and uh, Peter King and Mozzie Pillip we're having some some town hall, and these pro-Palestinians somehow got in there and literally stopped the whole meeting. How does that happen? He's right, Eric Adams. New York is a city of protests, and that's one of the reasons why the city is falling apart. Well, and that was at the Whitestone Republican Club, which is one of the best Republican clubs in the whole state, and Vicky's done a great job at getting that thing to where it really humming. I mean, it's been unbelievable. So the fact that it happened there just shows you that it can almost happen anywhere. I love how the Whitestone Club ended up dealing with it, though, just, you know, dismantling it. It was, it was really great to see it. But you're right. And part of this is the empowerment of these protests that take over city blocks and that move wherever they want, basically, uh, without any care for other New York citizens or for emergency vehicles, right? You can have the sidewalk in some of these cases. And look, it may be a pain in the butt to be able to listen uh, at people telling you to go F yourself and this and that, but that is their First Amendment right. And and, and I, I defend their constitutional First Amendment right. Oh, God, right. I, I, right I, I don't. God, I'm tired of it. You, you, have, you have to, though, because the truth is they'll lock you up if you don't. Ah, I, I, I know. The, the, I know. The, the, the judge tells you know me the same. Look but, at what they're doing to our buddy Donald Trump. I know. The, but there's a case in point. The judge tells me the same thing, but it's just gotten <laughs> it, it's gotten way too carried away. I just every night in this city, every night is another bunch of a group of douchebags out there yelling and screaming about a cause that, quite frankly, is grotesque. It's gone completely crazy. Crazy. Sid, this is what would actually slow it down. This would would actually take the oxygen out of the balloon is if you make sure that they can't actually get in the street. They shouldn't be in the street. They have the sidewalks and they should be applying for these permits that which I don't think they're actually doing with the city. So that's probably one thing the mayor's office could do is check through those permits. Make sure they're doing that. Make sure they're going through the application process because other New York taxpayers deserve to know whether or not they can get by in this area or not, whether it could be potentially a public safety harm to them. But they can't take over the streets. You can't slow down EMS vehicles. You can't slow people getting to work, going back, potentially going to the hospital if they are, because lives are on the line if you end up doing that. So that's actually what the city can and the city should do. They shouldn't be giving them this. Uh, Again, look, I'm pro-First Amendment, and I know you are too, as as much as, as annoying as these people are. But they belong on the sidewalk, not on the streets where the cars are right there. And if you do that, you'll see this dissipate. And New York won't be a city of constant protest anymore, like the mayor seems to say. 
The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Annoying is uh, is a nice word. I distinctly remember during BLM protests, I lived on the Upper West Side, people getting physically abused and beaten up. I remember not that long ago, uh, Jewish students locked inside a library in New York. So when you say annoying, annoying is bad enough, don't get me wrong, but it's worse than that. A lot of these rallies now in protest are violent, they're nasty, they're scary. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. And they, they become riots, like you said. So when you let them heat up like this, when the protest, when the mob feels like they have control of the situation, and maybe not the NYPD because they can move around, they can roam around anywhere, they can stop traffic, they can do whatever they want, then you see the escalating behavior there. I mean, this is right out of, again, Broken Windows 101 right here, which is, you know, you've got to stop the actions, the illegal actions right where they start. If somebody throws a rock, you arrest them immediately. Another person throws a rock, you arrest them, and guess what? The third person is not going to throw that rock. But if you see people that are continually acting in illegal fashion, doing illegal behavior, breaking the law, you're going to continue to see people ramp up and up and up. And it's almost like a challenge, right? People now see on Twitter that a protest ends up you know, moving through the, the streets of Manhattan, and they need to do better than that, right? They need to make sure they get better video than that. So it's got to be even more provocative than this and then that. So that's the difference here. That's how these things end up turning from legal protests where you can express your First Amendment beliefs as much as we may disagree with them to riots or to stopping EMS vehicles or or preventing New Yorkers from getting home to work to this. And that's where uh, it's completely intolerable and disgusting. All right, Andrew, let's uh, let's take a quick break. I want to get your thoughts on President Trump's performance in iowa and what's ahead in new hampshire so let's take a quick break we'll come back continue this great conversation with andrew giuliani as the president race hits state number two on tuesday more of andrew coming up next Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help.
try to continue our conversation here with Andrew Giuliani, four days away from New Hampshire, Donald Trump delivering a serious ass-beating to both Ron DeSanctimonious and Big Mouth Nikki Haley. And uh, now we got New Hampshire, and Trump is basically now just focusing on Nikki. Clearly, Ron DeSantis, not even a threat. I don't think Nikki's a threat either. I think Trump is wasting his time with her, too. But, but... That's what he seems to be concentrating on the last couple of days is dismantling Nikki. How's that going so far, Andrew, for our friend, the president? Well, we're going to find out on Wednesday here in the New Hampshire primaries. I On, th- on Tuesday, I should say, in the New Hampshire primaries. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, and I could give you kind of the, the typical analyst stuff on this, but one of the things that I dug into here a couple of days ago is how Haley matches up versus Biden and how Trump matches up versus Biden. Because I've heard the story that is that Nikki Haley matches up better than Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. So I decided to go actually do a dig and look at these polls and see if the numbers actually backed up this narrative that the Haley campaign and some in the leftist media want to push out there. And the truth is, if you look at the last five polls that Nikki Haley and Joe Biden have been matched up against each other. Joe Biden wins four of those five polls. And this is over the last month and a half, about last month and a half. In that same time period, over a month and a half, Donald Trump and Joe Biden have been matched up against each other in 21 different polls, so many more polls. Donald Trump wins or ties 18 of those 21 polls. So he's win- And remember, for a popular vote, vote, vote uh, poll, If you are tied, you're winning because of the Electoral College. So Donald Trump wins that race 85 percent of the time, according to these polls, where Nikki Haley only wins 20 percent of the time against Joe Biden. So a lot of the information that I think Americans are getting that I was hearing for a long time and just kind of assuming if you don't actually dig into it about this, then you won't even realize that the numbers don't back up the Haley team's uh, claim that she is beating Joe Biden uh, at a more regular clip than Donald Trump would. It's just false. Yeah, well, it's becoming uh, increasingly clearer every day. Maybe that's the wrong word, clearer, but uh, certainly a possibility every day that comparing Trump to Biden, Haley to Biden, Andrew, may be a waste of time Yeah, because there is a healthy percentage of very, very, very smart people Mutual friends of ours, people like Roger Stone and Steve Bannon, who think it's going to be a different ticket, ain't going to be Biden and Harris. Instead, Michelle Obama and Newsom. Are you as um, as confident as those guys that the Democrats will find a way to oust Biden and run Michelle Obama? Well, I, I still lean toward that I think it's going to be Biden. Um, but, you know, he's one stumble away, and I guess you could say he's one push from that stumble away to not being the candidate. And he's stumbling around a whole lot these days. So I would say when I'm confident, I'm not confident at all, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, I, look, uh, anything is possible with these radical leftists. When you see what they're doing, you know, I just look what they're doing to my father is a perfect example here. And so this is very personal, obviously, to me. But when you see what they continue to do to Donald Trump, to not even delay the trial one day so that way he could attend the trial and also be at his mother-in-law's funeral, I think shows you that uh, they have no humanity. There's absolutely no humanity when you're dealing with these people 
that are full of Trump derangement syndrome. So uh, I wouldn't put it over, and I certainly wouldn't go on the other side of what Steve Bannon and Roger Stone have said. <laughs> I can tell you, I've seen, I've seen Steve Bannon make a lot of calls, yeah. and uh, he's, look, he's one of the main reasons why we got Donald Trump as our 45th president. Can't argue that, and if we get him back at 47, once again, Steve Bannon will deserve a bunch of the credit. Andrew Giuliani, another great performance here on a Friday morning, buddy. Thank you so much. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll do it again next week. By the way, it was very nice seeing you, too, at uh, Joe Esposito's funeral at St. Patrick's Cathedral a couple of days ago, and you and your father, the three of us stood out there in the sleet, the rain, the driving snow as a loaded Joe's casket into the uh, into the car. It was a miserable morning, yet it felt so right, didn't it? Such a such a New York hero. It, it absolutely did. And I got to tell you, his daughters did such an incredible composed job. Uh, that, one of the best that I've ever seen at St. Patrick's. And sadly, I've been to too many funerals yeah. uh, at St. Patrick's. But they really did such an incredible job uh, honoring, eulogizing their father, who really was a New York hero. I can tell you, going back to what we talked about in the beginning, uh, these protests in New York wouldn't turn to riots if Joe Esposito was chief of departments. Damn right they wouldn't. They go out there when they they start beating these guys up. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, great job, buddy. Thank you. We'll do it again soon. That's, you're welcome, my man. Andrew Giuliani, always great on a body.